Welcome to Boost Power Podcast. Inspiration, insights, and ideas for your business and your journey. Hello, and welcome to Boost Power Podcast. I'm your host, Betsy Wiersma. Today is the first day of the rest of your life, so we are dedicated to telling you stories and introducing you to people that could just give you their perspective from their journey and might inspire you with something for you and your life. Now, I feel like I'm interviewing a rock star today because Colleen Cannon not only was a world global triathlete winning awards everywhere around the world, but now she's turned that into Women's Quest which is a group that travels, women that come together in virtual and live events to really be their best self. And you know how I feel about all that. So uh, Colleen, welcome to the show. Oh, Betsy, thank you so much. I'm so honored and pleased to be here. Well, it's so funny. Like I heard about you from our mutual friend, Michelle. I heard about you from our mutual friend, Michelle. And when I went to your website, I was like, how have I not met you? Where have you been my whole life? And likewise, I saw your podcast and I was like, oh my gosh, she's like my sister. Yes. I think we're sisters from another mister. That's, <laughs> that's how that works. Well, so I just want everyone to learn about you. So, you know, I kind of got a snapshot and I jumped ahead to your current life, but go back a little bit and tell us, how does a nice girl like you win triathlons all over the world? Like what, you know, was it high school track team? <laughs> what, what got you started? Oh my gosh, I could go way back. Um... Yeah, I did run track. Actually, in college, I was a half miler and a miler at Auburn University, and I swam on the swim team. And then my boyfriend was going to go do this thing called a triathlon. So this is back in 1981. And in Alabama, Auburn University is in Alabama, we did not know about triathlons. Um, I had done a walkathon where you get pennies per mile. So I thought, oh, we're going to go do a triathlon. That will be great. So we go up to Oxford, Maryland. So we drive up there and my boyfriend is going to go and do this event. And in the South, the females didn't always like do the event, but we supported the guys to do it. And that that way we were really cool. So the night before, I'm helping the race director, Fletcher Hanks, stuff all the packets. And he said, Colleen, for helping me, you can do the event tomorrow. And I said, but I didn't raise any money. I didn't get pennies per mile. And he looks at me like I'm crazy. And he said, well, you can do the event. So the event was a two and a half mile swim, which was good for me. I was a swimmer, but then it was different than a regular triathlon. It went to a 20 mile run and the last event was a 50 mile bike. And I have to tell you my bike, I brought my bike up. It was like the Wicked Witch of the West bike. It had streamers, it had baskets on the front and back. You know, it was like an old toy. It had a kickstand. It was, it weighed over a hundred pounds. And then I go, um, I go to the store that night and because I'm in the South, I get like little, little Debbie's and Twinkies and <laughs> I got all the good Southern treats. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Those and, are the treats. <laughs> yes. And I, I figured if I'm going to go that far, I'm going to have little Debbie with me. That's right. And I made all kinds of sandwiches. And so I start the race and to make a long story short, I ended up getting second in the race and I was first for most of the event until I laid down in a, um, and a tent at about 35 miles on the bike. And I thought, well, this must be the end, or this must be at least where we sleep. <laughs> yeah. And so the whole thing, I didn't know that it was a race. I thought it was just like, you know, camaraderie, like they were all doing this together. And I was clapping for people. And at the end of the event, a Nike was there, Specialized Bike Company was there. There were all these sponsors. And they saw me and they were like, well, we'd like for you 
to be on our team. And at that time, I said, I'm never doing this again. Yeah. And, <laughs> but here's like, a little Debbie treat. Yeah. I got an extra little Debbie for you. <laughs> Would you like a snack? So that's how it all began. And, um, and, it, and it, went, it went crazy after that. Um, I actually was an athlete for Nike. I was on their first triathlon team. And I was able to be a world champion and a national champion several times. And I got to travel the world. But I think mainly I got to learn so much about the body and to be healthy as well as fit. And that was more about, you know, the mind, you know, not just about going out there and grinding miles. It was more about your mental perspective. So in that I got, I was so fortunate to have like Deepak Chopra before he was famous. Um, I worked with meditation with him. And I worked with John Duyard, who wrote the book Mind Body Sport for a long time with Ayurvedic and Louise Hay, who reminds me of you with the card decks and everything. And she was really big into affirmations, but nobody was using them way back then. Oh, yeah. That was like in the very beginning. Yeah. Right. So I was considered strange. Like I had affirmations pasted to my bike. You know, she gave me like these little, you know, we didn't have like, we didn't have like the stuff they have now. We had to listen to little cassettes. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> so the little Debbie's and the cassette player, and you had to strap <laughs> the cassette player onto your arm <laughs> to keep your weight down. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And what year did you graduate from Auburn? 1981, 1982, really, but I had started triathlon in 1982. Okay, because I graduated from Purdue in 83. So we're very, very similar to the same age, yeah. Absolutely, Purdue. And I grew up in Terre Haute, Indiana. Oh. And my parents went to Purdue. Well, see, I knew I liked you anyway. And gosh, if you have got Purdue blood in there, black and gold, sister. Yes, ma'am. I want to yes, meet your mom and dad because, you know, all the boilers have to still hang tight, right? Yeah, my dad was a class president. Of course he was. A long time ago. <laughs> that is so good. Yeah, awesome. Okay, so here you were like not only an athlete, but involved with major brands and an ambassador heading around the world. And then how long, I don't know much about athletics as a career. How long, you know, do you stay in your prime in that? And then when is it time that, you know, you got to do the next thing? Well, I think I raced professionally about 13, 14 years and I could already feel that it wasn't the right thing. You know, when you're doing something, it doesn't really excite you anymore. Yeah. And then one day I'm in Boulder, Colorado, going on my normal run that you always do. And the Hopi Indians were gathering. And this was in 1992. And the Hopi Indians were gathering and they, they were talking about the year 2000. And I ended up just running into this event and I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. I'm going to check this out. And I got to sit in the front row and um, at the, you know, they were talking about the world and how it was going to be depleted and kind of like now how everything is going to change. And I was so sad that I left that. Well, be before I left, um, everybody had left the auditorium and seven of the Hopi Indians came around me and they said, women will save the planet. So they said it three times. They said, women will save the planet. And the last time when they said women will save the planet, I was like, well, I wonder why they're asking me this because I have a triathlon schedule. I have to get out and make my granola and make sure my bike is good and get my massages. And I went on my happy way for about the next six weeks. And in the national championships, it really hit me. I was just like, I have got to do something different. I have got to help save the planet. And I know that what I've learned through athletics 
can actually help women all around the world. So that's what sparked it. And I ended, I just kind of ended the race. I pulled into a Dairy Queen. <laughs> and said, do you have any and little I, Debbies to go with the soft serve? <laughs> I'm going back. Yeah. <laughs> you can see my theme all along the way. Triathlon just means you can eat three times as much and you get to put on three different outfits. There you go. So, well, awesome. Okay, so then what year? So did you go straight into like, you know, how did you get your idea? Like my camp experience literally came to be it was handed to me. It was camp, experience, camp, experience, camp. This is a place where women will have experiences and they'll learn to, you know, education, inspiration, connection for women to do good and have fun. Like I was given camp, experience, camp, it came in. How did yours come in? And how did you say, you know, it's going to be Women's Quest and we're going to have a butterfly in our logo and we're going to Iceland. You know, <laughs> how did you, how did you get it going? So what happened was two weeks after that national championships, I was also sponsored by a clothing company called Hind. And they had a, a four women only line that I used to design their clothes for. And I would go there and they were having an editor retreat. So this is way before the internet. We didn't have iPhones or, you know, cell phones, anything like that. So I go to the, um, to this, editor retreat and there's about 25 editors there and I'm there to play with them for the weekend. So I was one of the athletes that took them all around and, and played with them and they got to be in the hind product, which they then wrote about. So then I told them I had retired and they were like, well, what are you going to do? And I said, well, I'm going to do retreats for women so that I can help save the planet so that I can inspire the women and they can inspire their children and their children will love the earth and everybody will be nice to the earth then. And they said, well, what is it called? And I'm like, I don't know. I'll have to tell you tomorrow. So I go home to my hotel room. And I'm like, oh, my God, what am I going to call this? And it just hit me similar to you. I was like, it's going to be the quest. It's for each of them to find out who they really are inside themselves. So it's this quest to find the unbelievable you in a way. And I came back the next day and I told them the name and I told them the date. It was going to be in June. And they wrote about it. And then everybody called me. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. And they were like, well, how much is it? And I'm like, oh, I don't know, $500. And they gave and they, you know, they were like, well, yeah. what's the date? And I made up a date. And then yeah. that's really how it started. And what year was that? Remind me. 1992. 92. Great. Wow. And the rest is rock and roll history. Wow. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm just like, you know, it's just so fun to meet you because people just shake their head about me. They're like, you do what? I'm like, well, we've raised a million dollars and we just want to do good and have fun. And, and our main premise is love, unconditional love. So we want people to experience love in action and everyone's accepted. It's free for everybody. The only thing you pay for is the fall camp, but we really want you to take your resources and support the businesses of other women. And we want you to um, use those to do good in the world because when you do good then you're going to find yourself in the good and you're going to make the friends along the path and everything's going to work on out and they're like pardon me <laughs> you know so i get the head shake and the eye roll <laughs> so it's good to know you i know it's like the same mission it's the same weaving yeah. you know it's so beautiful i'm so happy to meet you and to know you and that you've raised a million dollars. You're my hero. Okay. My hero. Well, we're having a love festival here. You have been <laughs> listening to Boost Power Podcast. Today, the amazing Colleen Cannon not only accidentally started in the triathlon professional business with her little Debbies, 
you know, she's not going to lose that. That's always going to be now in my mind. I'm going to get her little Debbie's just for fun. Um, but not only did she do that, she went on to create Women's Quest. And we're going to learn more about that when we get back from this break. You are listening to Boost Power Podcast with your host, Betsy Weersma. We are part of the Global Sisterhood Podcast Network, women who amplify their voices and are committed to inspiring all people with podcasts on purpose. Enjoy these true stories and proven business tips for your business and your life. Now, back to Boost. And we're back. I know. You're like me now. See, you're like a super fan, like me. Like, she's got a butterfly in her logo. And, you know, when I do my art, I always have butterflies all the time because, you know, that's my thing, transformation. So I found a soul sister. It's so much fun. So, okay, so then you said, great. The media said, I'm having this event. I'm having this event. I got my name. Uh, Yeah, yeah, let's go. And then what has changed over the years? Because 1992 to 2020, uh, it's a long stint. Um, what, you know, how has it evolved? I've noticed now you have online, you have a chance for people to participate, you have lots of adventures. So tell me kind of what happened. Well, in the very beginning, it, it was like the who's who of triathlon world was at that retreat. All of my friends came to help me. So Aaron Baker, Scott Molina, you know, Dave Scott, or Honest Scott, Steve Head, there were so many people that just came from the triathlon world and said, oh, we want to support you. So it was more like swim, bike, and run. And then after that first year, I really wanted it to be for all ages, all abilities, women everywhere to find that anything is possible because it really inspired me just to help everybody no matter where they were at. And then, you know, we used to send out postcards and stuff. And then people told me about the internet and to use email. And I was like, no, I'll never get on email. And I think I threw away my first cell phone. And yeah. I've been struggling, you know, with social media. I'm not that adept to all of that. So what has changed is that we travel internationally a lot more for probably the last 15 years, 15, 20 years. We've been doing it all over the world. You know, as you said, we're, we're in Greece, we're in Italy, we're in Iceland, we're in Bhutan, you know, all over great fun places. And um, then we decided more recently to do things virtually. Um, the people were at home. So we decided to do a virtual membership and bring yoga and the retreats to them and to inspire, to bring women together, not just, you know, out in the world, but in their homes where they really need it just to add that support, you know, because everybody just, women just need women all the time to help them and support them and, you know, tell them they're fantastic. So that's kind of what we did. And what kind of participation? So how many people typically, like I saw your Iceland trip and I so related because a year ago now, uh, I took a trip and we went to Iceland and then we went on to Norway and Sweden and we did interviews. I did my podcasting and did video interviews with the mayor of Accurary Iceland and her best friends. So we not only went in and did the, you know, Blue Lagoon, which was awesome and, and did the golden circle but then we went up to Accurary on a little baby plane and um, literally went whale watching and then met this mayor and all of her girlfriends who expressed the exact same challenges and opportunities that we have as women in America and we kind of just did this sister circle with all these women that were friends of the mayor that we met because that uh, Accurary is a sister city of Denver um, and so then we played a little then we did the same thing and interviewed women in Sweden and Norway and did a vision board making in Norway 
uh, literally I had an 84 year old woman who said I've never had a goal or a dream because I only take care of my family and literally we got to stand with her as she made three vision boards of things she loved it, and I just cried it was the coolest thing ever so um, that was our Iceland experience. So I saw your Iceland trip. So tell us about like a couple of the typical sizes and how it works. Well, the retreats are all ages, all abilities, all sizes. And like Iceland, maybe we'll have about 14 people because we will ride the Icelandic courses with a herd of horses. And we have a beginner retreat with that. And then we have people that know how to ride. So for instance, we, we split it up. And it's similar, like in our Tuscany retreat, we do it only, we do it on bikes, but now there's e-bikes. So you have to have no physical fitness at all. You can just ride the e-bike and look around. It's fantastic. We have cooking classes. We have yoga every day. So one thing that I've taken through all of my retreats uh, since the very first one, because I was a, not a typical triathlete, I would say, I learned Qigong as an athlete. I learned meditation as an athlete. I learned different kinds of yoga that weren't hardcore and that you wouldn't get injured with. I learned that art, similar to what you're doing, it really opens the mind and to do those vision boards, you know, you and I were doing them way before Oprah. So we've been doing that for a long, long time. And, you know, handling, handing out the cards, the cards like you have are so wonderful. So all of our retreats in the very beginning have something in nature. So you might be learning surfing in Costa Rica or horseback riding in Iceland or bike riding in Italy or in Vermont, just, you know, hanging out and supping on one of their legs or going to Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> And then we also combine it with meditation and some de-stressing practices with yoga and qigong. And we also do something called the heart's desire because when women start building their energy and their vitality, it immediately shifts to their creative process because we're just creative beings. So it's like, it's time to create. So it's nice to get them amped up and build their vitality and then into creating their dreams. Oh my gosh. I just want to go right now. Like today, like right after this podcast. <laughs> Let's go, please. Anywhere but my basement. Uh, I digress. Wow. And so, and what has been so 15 or so in Iceland, like, like on those bike retreats and all, is that kind of your sweet spot, like 15 to 20? Yeah, somewhere around there. I like to uh, make it so that women can buddy up, that they can find um, everybody. It's so weird on these retreats. I always say, you know, they're coming by themselves most of the time. And I say, don't worry, you're going to meet your new best friends. And they're like, they come and they meet their new best friends. I don't know how it happens, but they yeah. do it. And so we've had groups together since 19, like 92, 93. But we've had a group together before the internet and all that since 1995 that has stayed together. They've done different retreats with us. They've gone, they've, they've kept this support going before there was really a lot of email happening and they did it through phone calls and um, it's, it's been so wonderful because they've helped each other through divorces, through death, through illness. And so these little pods of women are just out there everywhere. So it's a community that's just, I don't know, it's, it's a really wonderful community of like-minded people that all support each other. It's like a circle. Oh, yeah. Well, congratulations. That is so great. And so like you have about 20 or 25 people on your staff, right? And they do all this work, right? <laughs> I, I wish. I need you. If you're out there, please come. I, I basically do a lot of it. I do almost everything. And then I hire staff. We have some regular staff that do travel with me to the retreats. And um, I have somebody that does help me in the office, but we're, we are looking for a social media wizard and 
anybody that knows entrepreneurs, yeah. CRM and all of that, I'm, I'm desperately looking for someone that wants to help us. Okay, it's well, really I, hard on, on your own, you know, it's really yes. difficult because you have a vision and it's like, I think you can do this, but then you really want everybody to do what they do the best. And so that I do the retreats the best and I inspire people the best, but I'm not the best marketeer out there. Yeah, well, I will hook you up because we have a wonderful person that helps on my team and I hire, you know, the admin to help get the sponsors billed and all that. My model's very different than yours that way. And then I have the social media guru that I will hook you up and she's just beautiful and has a great heart and is doing mine so she gets the women's market and all that. So I will hook you up for sure. Nikki Milton is wonderful. So, okay, so now I'm going to ask you the real girlfriend question because you've been doing this for a while and you look like you're about 20. So, but when I do the math, if you graduated within a year of me, you can't be 20. So I'm just saying, um, you know, what about you? Like, is this forever? Is it changing? Are there things you want to do differently with it? Do you want, you know, to bring something else? You know, what, what's your heart for this? Well, I think that's such a good question. Thanks for asking that because I have been leading this and doing it for 30 years and then racing for 20 years almost before that if you counted college. And I think um, I really do love inspiring women and I am going to be 60 soon. So I feel like um, our age group, it's the group that I really want to inspire because they're the empty nesters. It's people that feel like they, they can't do it. Maybe they weren't allowed to be athletes. Like you and I, when we were in college and high school, it wasn't so cool to be athletes. I mean, we had to go against the grain. So it's now, it's like the second wave that, they can be anything and do anything and try new things for the first time and get out of the box. And it's not going to be so hard. It's like, you know, just support our age group. Like I would like to be an influencer and ambassador for our age group right? because we're awesome. You know, we've, we're like, we've, we are so lucky to live this um, in this time in this world. And then I would also like to do um, like these, the things that we've been doing online and supporting these online cleanses and the online groups and the online membership that we have going. It's been super inspirational for me because I get to see people from all around the world that wouldn't otherwise be able to go on a retreat. Either it's their money or their time or their energy, and they can take 15 minutes or an hour out of their day and be inspired and get on these classes at any time that they want. Right. So I think that's really then it's a life changer for me too, because I don't have to travel around the world. <laughs> yeah, I totally get you. You know, I like it's been good when we have now our virtual networking, people don't have the commute. You know, we always joke and say, how was the commute today? Right? <laughs> because you had to walk to your computer instead of like being in Westminster and trying to get to DTC and, you know, snowstorm and blizzard and this. And um, so, yeah, I really totally get how we can serve differently and we can break down the barriers with virtual. Um, so, so I think you've really, really hit a home run with this, Colleen. And I really, on behalf of all women everywhere, I want to thank you because I'm sure you get a lot of great praise and recognition, but I know how hard it is and I know how much work it is behind the scenes. To, and then I also know how I feel as a vessel and how you probably feel as a vessel when you're giving everybody in the world yourself and your inspiration. And at the end of the day, you're like, ah, okay. I got to go do my own meditation. I got to fill back up. But you know what, Betsy? I feel like you really filled my cup today 
because of all that you are and you following your heart and doing what you've done, it really inspires me. It's like, okay, I can do this business side. I can do this. You know, I can inspire you to get on the bike and to get out in nature and be with a tree. And you can inspire me to say, okay, you can do the other side as well. Yes. Yes. And I, I don't know. I just have this funny feeling we're supposed to be together. So um, we, we will continue <laughs> that conversation. Um, so the fun thing we do at the end, before we tell people how to find you, is we pick a card from the Dream Big, Live Big deck of my my cards. And um, yes, I created these. And if you want to hear the story, look on my signature and listen to my TED Talk. And um, I went away to art camp to escape pretty much I needed to go get away and just get some Betsy time and I did some art and my teacher said wow that's pretty good and then that was 50 art angels later and blessing journals and now this book and and I just have found art as where I found a place to so I'm going to randomly pick so you see I'm not picking and you're going to see the card before me you got what lights you up? So that means what brings you energy. She's beautiful. And she says, what lights you up? Oh, I love that. Well, obviously, what lights me up is talking to inspirational people like you and, and inspiring others to be the best that they can be and kind of look outside of the box and understand that anything is possible. But in my own life, um, my husband and my family and the horses and nature, um, getting outside to play. Uh, but also when I get into groups of women and everybody starts talking, especially on these little, either on a podcast or on these little membership groups that we've been having, they go into these little breakout rooms and people start talking and bonding and celebrating. And I feel, really feel that in that way, women will save the planet. Women will change it. We're doing it one at a time with our smiles and our open hearts. And uh, your cards are beautiful, by the way. Thank you. You might have a hookup for those. I know somebody who has some of those. <laughs> um, well, I tell you, you know, it's spoken to you by the Native Americans. You know, women will save the world. Women will save the world. Women will save the world. And, you know, I do believe we will. And I do believe we can help each other. I'm such a believer that there is plenty. Everybody, we collaborate all the time. We are only about unconditional love and collaboration. We have no... You know, we have no energy for anything else but to help and love each other. So will you please tell everyone how to find you and how to learn more about Women's Quest? Oh, thank you. Yes. Um, my email is Colleen, C-O-L-L-E-E-N at Women's Quest, W-O-M-E-N-S-Q-U-E-S-T dot com. And the website is womensquest.com. And the membership is up there on the top. But... Um, yeah, I can. The membership is womensquest.com forward slash WQ forward slash the quest. And we have Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff. So, yeah, like, but people will find you. They can go yeah. look. I just immediately put in Women's Quest and you came right up. So, somewhere oh, somebody's yes. doing something right. Well, <laughs> I tell you who's doing something right is Colleen Cannon. She is my superhero. And I'm just going to go find her and put on my mask and sit socially distanced from her until I can just hug her because um, we got to do more together. And you all that are listening, I know you're inspired. And I hope, you know, like the whole purpose of this podcast is just for you to say what in this story, what in Colleen's world can I take into my world to be inspiration and to, to lift me up on my path? And I hope what you could see is, you know, just love of service and creativity and love of women can be 
uh, 30 plus year amazing adventure and can continue as it grows and changes and serves even bigger and better. So thank you all for listening to Boost Power Podcast. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. And from Colleen's story, I know you can find ideas and inspiration for your life and your business. Please share this podcast with others who can benefit from our uplifting energy and ideas. And please subscribe and listen and share the good news. This is your host, Betsy Weersma. Thank you for listening to Boost Power Podcast and plugging into stories from the journey of business and life. Our music today is by singer-songwriter Megan Burt. We are recorded at Cinder Sound Studios, and we're part of the Global Sisterhood Podcast Network, women who amplify their voices and are committed to inspiring all people with podcasts on purpose. Learn more at globalsisterhoodpodcastnetwork.com.